second Samuel begins with a tragic story. But to recap all that I just said, the whole thing from the very beginning in First Samuel from the time David was ordained to be king, all the trials and tribulations and tragedies that came out of, of his treatment by, um, the, by King Saul was always pointing to the ultimate success and tonight we, of David. And tonight we are all underscoring the prosperity of David and which would lead into the prosperity of his son uh, Solomon and that's often called uh, the golden age of, of, of Israel that period of time of the successful reigns in many ways of David and that of Solomon. And as Christians, as I just said, we look to the return of the Davidic promise through Jesus Christ coming back. So whether you are a Jew or you're a Christian, uh, and all some association of those things we're always looking for a a, a return of of, of of David in a sense and it's not just the person David of course it is a return to the prosperity that God promised us even from the Garden of Eden. So, as I said, Second Samuel is about the great defeat of Saul, his sons, his family members, his throne defeated, and that's all happened in battle on Mount Gilboa by the Philistines. So that's the first chapter of the second book of Samuel. So you may have it in front of you. I'm sure that you read, a, read it uh, read it um, before you came. So it talks about the death of, of Saul. Uh, we will see that um, that this is being reported to David. It, it started basically from the way um, first Samuel ended, right? And uh, the account is being told to David and David wanted to know what happened. It seems that there was a Malachite that claimed that he had killed Saul to take him out of his agony. If we go back to the way 
how the story ended in First Samuel, we get a sense that um, that um, Saul himself wanted to be killed uh, because he didn't want to die in agony. He knew what the Philistines would do to him. And also there's a strong sense that Saul actually committed suicide. And here's a contrast figure to who David was as a person. Uh, David actually killed the Amalekite because this reason is whether you did what you said you did or not. And of course, you can always read uh, into what David is saying in a sense, but I don't believe you. You kill the, the, you said that you killed the king of Israel and that didn't stand too well with David. Now I want you to really think about this. David loyalty, David allegiance to Saul, this man who was so bent on killing him, went even, went on even after Saul has died. And one of the great things about this chapter, as we read further, is that David was very conscious, very sensitive to how Saul was portrayed and would be portrayed in history. Jonathan, of course, would be included. And of course, it would be a reflection on all of Israel. So David was very sensitive, even to the fact that he was so, so badly treated by Saul, his enemy. He was very sensitive as a whole to how people would treat his memory. And even though, you know, people have a right that or a right or had good reason to, to, to not make Saul their hero, but David didn't want that to be spread. And, 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 and so the first point that I'm saying is that how loving and how caring, again, we see David is even to his own enemy. But then there's a second point that I want to share with you is very, very, very important. David wasn't rejoicing, wasn't uh, running back and forth, wasn't partying, wasn't celebrating uh, the death of his arch enemy, Saul. He wasn't. As a matter of fact, he and his men went into a great mourning. A second lesson there that we 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 don't rejoice in the demise, the malfortune, 
uh, bad things happening to anyone, even our enemies. Now, before I go any further, you can see clearly why God had such a special relationship with David. You can see also clearly why God would make a person such as David prosper. There are several things I believe that can affect our prosperity in life. Among those things is to gloat, to rejoice, God forbid, in the success that we may have while even uh, our greatest enemies people who plotted against us, who worked against us, who, who did things behind our backs, even did things in front of our face, who bad-mouthed us. All these factors uh, does not call us to be rejoicing about what may have happened to people uh, and even though the obstacles the 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 impediments the trials and the tribulations may have been moved out the way god in his own wisdom may have had it that way we don't rejoice. When we rejoice, we stifle our prosperity. We stifle our own successes. I believe and I would not be sharing with you tonight. The scripture would not have shared with us. And this is a well-known fact. All these centuries, these thousands of years now that David uh, was on the throne, that David's success and his prosperity, his prosperity, his prosperity had to do with the fact that he did not rejoice in the in in the in, in, in difficulties that people face or even tragedy that people experience. And here was a whole family included his very good friend, Jonathan, the son of David. Take a minute to think about this. Tragic it was, and Jonathan certainly did not deserve this. Only God knows. And just about all of Saul's family was wiped out, a kind of thing that happened in those days and wars and even today. Uh, when people conquer another people, they wipe out the entire royal family to keep uh, the people down. 
And it gives us another insight to why God had anointed David. God, knowing and seeing all this will come to pass. Had a full black, black plan. So they may have killed all of Saul's relatives to speak. Uh, it seemed like very few were left back. We, uh, you probably heard me share many times about Mephibosheth, uh, his um, nurse um, took him away and in fact he fell and was lame at the feet from that battle. But essentially just about all of Saul's family was uh, killed. There is a very meaningful, profound uh, statement that comes out of the first chapter of David. One that stayed with me from the very first time I ever read it. David uh, composed a wonderful, wonderful, very meaningful and moving compositions, a song, very meaningful about what happened defeat of Saul, his family, and the Israelite army on Mount Gilboa, starting in verse 19. And I'm reading it from the King James. It's very important. It's more poetic there. And of course, it is poetry that undoubtedly was put to music the composition starting in verse 19. The beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. How are the mighty fallen? And those who desire to exceed and to excel those who desire to be successful need to learn the lessons that we have been studying about Saul for the last several weeks. Make sure that you are in step with God because the mighty can fall. And verse 20, uh, the, uh, that just, it just does something to your spirit and to your heart. Verse 20, David writes, he composed, Tell it not in God, publish it not in the street of Ascalon lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. 
Let's take verse 19 and 20 together. Oh, I wish I could have heard the music to this. And maybe someone have composed the music, put this into music in our present time. I just don't know of it. And maybe someone will. The beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Tell it not in God. Publish it not in the street of Ascalon. That would be over there in the Philistine land. Lest the daughters, daughters is a term that has to do with the people, the people, the Philistines rejoice. Not just women, daughters is a phrase that means the people. Lest the daughters of the uncircumcised mean the Philistines triumph. Don't gloat. Don't spread it. Even after people may have done mean and rotten things to you, let God take care of it. And if he has taken care of it, don't boast. Don't spread it around. Don't let, especially when it happened among believers, be careful what we say, what we publicize, because the people who are not saved look at us as church people, as believers, as followers of Jesus. And they see us celebrating the demise, the unfortunate thing that may have happened to someone who did us wrong. Pray for those people. Pray. Don't rejoice. And tell it not in God. Don't spread it around the place. Verse 21. Ye mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew. Neither let there be rain upon you, nor fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty is widely cast away, the shield of Saul, as though he had been anointed with oil. For the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan turned back. Amen. And the soul of Saul returned not empty. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and pleasant in their lives, and their death, and in their death they have not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. Ye daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with all the delights who put on ornaments of gold upon your apparel, how the mighty fallen in the midst of battle, 
old Jonathan, that was slain in thy high places. I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant as thou been unto me, thy love for me was wonderful, passing the love of woman. How are the mighty fallen, the weapon of war perish. The most terrible person that ever lived must have done something right, must have loved somebody, must have provided for somebody. Let us always remember those things. See the good in people, how terrible they might be. And remember how connected to them were good people. Connected to Saul was Jonathan. And so we don't have bad things to say about anyone, even our enemies. And if we were to say anything, let's talk about whatever good they may have done. Tell it not in God. The mighty may have fallen, but we never tell it in God because we want to be prosperous and God bless us and he doesn't bless us because of bad things that may happen to people even though they may have done bad things to others and certainly bad things to us. We see clearly the teaching of Jesus, love your enemies. Pray for those who may abuse you and misuse you, misunderstand you, speak about you behind your back and have done things even in front of your face. The love of God covers all sins and through the blood of Jesus, we're all forgiven. And we leave it to Jesus and God, who is the final judge. But we tell it not in God, and we prosper in Israel. Amen, 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 amen. Tell it not in God, that we may prosper in Israel. Hallelujah.